0: Welcome to the Black Alert Podcast, your melanated reference for all things Star Trek across all four quadrants. I'm Dre, and today I'm joined by Raina, and we are going to discuss Star Trek Discovery Anomaly.
1: Hey, hey. What's going on, Dre? Ooh, ooh, this one. What an episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it felt like a lot, and I'm going to say what I said
1: last week, Tilly needs a hug. Look. She needs a hug. She needs some therapy, which she sounds like she will be getting on the ship. She definitely needs some some love and some validation. She's got a little bit of imposter syndrome. She's got a you know, PTSD going on, which I think just about everybody on the ship does. But you could definitely see it with Tilly. It's definitely affecting her.
0: Yeah, the, between the jump and the whole deal with the, the space station, the, the space and,
1: station, and then Quayjon, oh yeah. that. the 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 final moments of Kweijan being shown it it was it was traumatizing as hell I can't imagine what Book is feeling you know especially because he's an empath that his entire people are gone but yeah seeing that visually it was it was visually stunning just very melancholy and like oh my god what do we do yeah and you can see that and that's how the episode
0: opens up. He's on his ship and he's just replaying what was recorded and yeah, he's trying to figure out what yeah, and he's going through He's like, what, "What what what can be done? What could I have done differently? What what Bro, you couldn't have done nothing."
1: Exactly. It was, there was nothing he could have done at all. I mean, exactly. I think he mentions later on in the episode, you know, the signal was the birds, you know, they weren't acting right. And that should have been his cue, but he didn't pick up on it. You know, like he didn't do, he's putting all this pressure on himself to solve this problem. Yet all he, he, he really just needs to grieve, to be honest. Yeah. But that's just not the way he is. And, um, it, it's really really sad to see him going through this. but, you know, this definitely this episode is definitely about grief and different types of grief, the way people process that. and I like that. i I really appreciate you know, the showrunners and the cast really putting that out there that, you know, we all go through very traumatic things in our lives. and some people get angry, some people shut down, some people, you know, just keep going. and it's okay. like every, it's alright for everyone's process to be different.
0: Yeah, that's true. And sometimes it it, it doesn't truly go away. Um, oh no! You know you firsthand. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Right. And so I was I was reading something on Twitter, and it wasn't specifically talking about disco, but it was talking about grief. And one of the tweets had a clip with Andrew Garfield, and he was talking yes. about how he lost his mom recently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was a quote. One of the things that he quoted was, What is grief? But it's the the love that you have for someone that you can't give them anymore. Yeah. And I thought okay. that was very profound. And I was like, Oh, that, that. Ex- Explains it really, really well,
1: well. Yeah, he was on Jimmy Fallon. Wait, and was it wasn't it Stephen Colbert? Was it Stephen Colbert? It's one of those late night shows. But yes, he yeah. was definitely on there, and he was very, you know, open about his grief, which I wish people were about. You know, did more. Yeah. There, look, there are a lot of people going through grief and and their hardships. You know, it's okay, and it's okay to reach out. It's okay to use others' experiences to try and help you navigate your grief. And I think something that uh, I call him Elder Saru now, because, you know, he done moved up on, on the on the council member chain. He said, well, if loss has taught us anything, it is that each of us must sit with pain in our own way. And that was, I mean, it's so good to have Saru back on Discovery. <laughs> Look, Look it, 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 that it was...
0: Yeah, that's actually a good segue into talking about him for for a minute. Because we know he's gone through grief. He went through not just the whole deal with the thinking that he left his planet behind, but there was everything that happened in season 1 and how he felt about Michael and losing their mentor Giorgio and again, he You know, brought some of that similar insight to the the situation, which I got to tell you, I'm happy to see them as friends again because there's been some there's been some animosity for for a few seasons. Oh yeah, it's
1: been some contention there, you know.
0: Yeah, which I think is great. That's that's a part of friendship that we don't talk about. You're not always going to get along with your friends. You're going to have some contention. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have arguments. You know, and the severity of it can depend on if the friendship is is over. If you guys can, you know, hash it out and be like, you know what? Let's squash it. Let's squash the beef. Let's move on. You come to an understanding with each other over certain things. And these two, they've come to an understanding. He understands that michael has her
1: own way and she was right no like, yeah <laughs> hashtag like, oh, you know what trust the black woman right <laughs> yeah all the way
0: back to season yeah all the way back to season one it was like yeah she started her war but she was right about the she was right about the klingons all right she was right and so you know hashtag listen to black women hashtag believe black women but she has an understanding of him as well that he had his his things that he had to deal with as well. And I think some time away and being with Sukal also helped some of his personal growth.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's been able to not only engage with his homeworld again, but also find peace in him being in Starfleet. And also transferring that love and that that wisdom onto Sukal to eventually be able to leave him behind, and and go help his his friend, and come back to the discovery with the wisdom and I got your back. And I love that scene where I, I believe they, him and uh, Michael, were discussing Saru being offered uh, the helm of the USS Sojourner, which is all crazy I was like yeah oh, okay well so truth okay, okay. This. Yeah. um and but he turned it down and he wanted to be and it you know if it was okay with Michael to be her number one and the the joy in her face and you know soiquewa she could definitely make a face with the emotions <laughs> she gets very good at it and she was she like is. yes please <laughs> like I need you here <laughs>
0: Because he too is science officer, sciences in his background, mm-hmm. um, but we see that role is being taken up by by Tilly, and so with that, with that, with her in that spot, she definitely needed uh, an an FO. She needed she needed an XO,
1: and it, someone who is not afraid to. Challenge her respectfully,
0: exactly. Not That's to invalidate
1: biggest. her her commands, but to give her strong advice and good yeah. You know, a balance to because sometimes you know I'm not going to sit here and, and deny that Michael can be quite emotional <laughs> and and sometimes not use her logic. I think he kind of reins her back in a little bit, especially in this episode because she's definitely you know she's definitely dealing with book and his grief and, you know, we're trying to find out what's causing this anomaly. So she's kind of trying, she's between both places and, and Saru kind of brings her, reels her in like, don't worry, you got this. Let's do this, you know? And she's like, yeah, cool. (laughs) I'm like, you're right. Yeah. And I
0: like the fact that they have come to this understanding with each other because Who better to help you in a situation like that, those situations that they find themselves in than a first officer and you guys are considered you consider yourself friends and they understand you in a in a way that is deep, that is profound. They understand you almost better than you understand yourself and they can provide you. (laughs) <laughs> that insight they they know how to speak with you they know how to you know get you to listen they know how to you know handle you in certain situations and I don't want to say handle but sometimes you know you have a friend and they're like okay I see you you going you
1: need to calm down into left field
0: <laughs> I need to bring you yeah you bring you back bring, bring, <laughs> Come back here Uh, for a second. I love it. Don't do that. That's too much. You're doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. We go into the dugout. We're going to have some Gatorade, and we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to proceed with, you know, the rest of the game. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know? So I just, I think we're really going to see that come into play, their dynamic as Captain and XO, which everyone was happy to see him back Tilly was happy to have him back. She even just like, you seem taller you and taller. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I think maybe it might be them saying that he's grown. grown. And I'm saying that in quotation marks, he's okay. grown. Okay. Um to a degree, um and when you have personal growth like that, it has a way of of changing you in terms of your your physical appearance and not or how people perceive you and your physical appearance you haven't grown you haven't necessarily um changed much about your appearance appearance um but it inherently you just project yourself and your energy differently Absolutely. and so i think it's i think till was up,
1: yeah you know, high, and you just focus. You know, versus yeah. the slump over and your heads down, and uh, you know, even speaking with, to people with eye contact. Which, yeah, I, I know something about <laughs> You could definitely tell the difference.
0: And so that's that was um, that was really good to see, good interaction with them. And I'm like, yay, she has someone to. She has someone to talk to. Possibly, it was it was just good to see how welcome he was because he steps on that bridge and everyone's like, "Captain, Captain, Captain." Yeah, and so that was what was interesting. So, two captains on your bridge because he's captain. Yes, Ceru is captain now, and he was like just call me Mr. Mr. Saru. Saru. Mr. Saru. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, "Yeah, okay, okay. cool cuz you True. can't you can't call them both
1: captain." No. There's only one captain of the Discovery, <laughs> and that's Captain Michael Burnham. Thank you very much. And he
0: understood that.
1: Exactly. That's why he said, "Call me Mr. Saru."
0: Cuz he like knew Mr. that. Spock. Yeah, that was a good throw. No, that's a that's a good throwback to that. I, I'm glad they incorporated that. And that's something I don't think we talk enough about with Discovery. It's been doing a good job of pulling the past series, or even current series, because let's let's segue into um, Colber, and he seems to have figured out the mm. whole deal with how to get a, gray a body, gray a body
1: using the sun and method. Re-
0: yeah, he said this was. Done once with Admiral Picard. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. They're very good at alluding to to canon and bringing pieces from the other series into this one. And, I mean, they all do at this point. You know, they all try to do some connecting there, which I think is ingenious and should be, because none of them are independent of one another. They're all a part of this they're all a whole. It may be in a different, sp- different time. However, that doesn't mean that the technology is used or the cultural or the, uh, the references shouldn't be connected. Exactly. And it was,
0: um, it was interesting to to see though that he was talking about this and he, w- but he said something very important that I found interesting that, it was something that had been tried, but it wasn't very successful. It did not have a high success rate with transferring consciousness into an artificial body. Uh-huh. So it, it's just one of those things where it's like, is this go, Is this something that's going to work for great? or is it? is it going to have some problems? So we get to find out here, probably in one or two episodes.
1: Yeah, Dara was very concerned about that. Like, wait, so is this going to work? Exactly. Also, I loved that Gray was able to make a choice on their body. The removal of of the mole. This is a new body a new is a creation and, and validation of this transition transitioning period and I get to make yeah. whatever I want, you know? Um, and I love that, you know, I love that yeah. illusion of the transgender, uh, experience there. And yeah it, there's definitely validation in their lives. And I really appreciated that, that moment. Um, mm. Yeah, that was that
0: was a very good moment, um, especially in dealing with, like you said, the issue of trans people and what it is. A lot of them go through, and you know, I'm like, oh, that's very insightful. So once again, it's some big time writing going on. I, look. I just want to say um <laughs> this this particular Star Trek writers room they're 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 hitting on they're hitting some high notes and they're doing it in some very way is some very profound ways but in ways that are also fairly you know beautiful you know i think and it's it's nice to see cuz it's It's what Star Trek should be. It's how a
1: lot of these conversations should be happening on screen, I think. Absolutely. So just to back it up a little bit, scientifically, um, so we've, you know, Stamets and them and Tilly and Adira are trying to figure out what this anomaly is. And we get some uh, details about it. It's about, it's two black holes. It's a binary black hole. It's 5 light years across. Like this thing is massive. <laughs> and and Stamets is like I just I just don't know. Like I don't have an answer for you. Tilly's like we're putting we're punching the numbers in. We don't know. We think we can figure it out and obviously yeah. that their calculations aren't up to par as we see in the episode. And
0: who do we see sitting there helping to hash this out? The president
1: of Navarre. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yes, President Serena. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. you know what? This is not just a Starfleet thing, Starfleet problem. This is not a Federation problem. This is uh, a sentient being problem. <laughs> and it is. This is. a we're going to have to come together and work together to to figure this out. Which I yeah. love. I love the idea of, look, whatever issues that we have, we'll deal with them at a later time. We got bigger fris to fry. Whatever resources I have that are available, you have them. Use them, please. <laughs> we need to figure this out. We don't need yeah. any more worlds to be lost yeah. because of
0: it. It kind of feels like the World Health Organization response to COVID a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm telling like, you, but oh my goodness, this writer's like, Can room. you figure it out? Yeah, Ooh, openness yeah. and a unified strategy is critical, yep. and that's yeah. what she said. And I was like, There you go, I mean, yeah. that's all we asked for. Like, can y'all get it together? No,
0: for right. real,
1: yeah, it, it, I, I, I mean, and that
0: was interesting to to how they did the the shots of everyone around the table. They were uh-huh. all kind of nodding their heads, like, "Yeah, um, she she ain't
1: lying." She ain't lying, and they were all, she you know, lying. you know, they're all of different quadrants, and they've got their own. You know, they've got to protect their own people. They got to protect their crew. You you see, we see the Ferengi captain, which is cool. I was like, "Yeah, awesome." but they're all at this round table and they're like, okay, so what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to come together, figure this out. It's a really good moment. I I, I really appreciate that.
0: Which is cool that Stamets and Tilly were there because they seem to be two of the top scientists that the Federation has at this point. Uh Uh-huh clearly they're the go-to
1: do well they they see some shit (laughs) and they've been through some shit yeah so yeah uh yeah we would make them at the top and uh we'll listen to what they say obviously we will consult with navar and their scientists whatever they have please let us know yeah and you kind
0: of want to see Michael be able to give some insight too, but she's got everything on her plate. She's got now. enough to
1: do. Yeah. Her.
0: As brilliant as she is of a science officer, she's got captain responsibilities and her man you over see, here
1: going through it. And then that's what I appreciate about like the Discovery crew is that she can go off and deal with Book and her captaincy and ha- and she knows that her crew are going to get the job done. She yeah. and she trusts them. It's hard to be at the be a leader and have people around you who don't know that what they're doing and you that you do have no trust for. But that's not, you know, that's not what she has to deal with, which I'm glad because she's got a, like I said a lot on her plate right now. Uh, she's struggling she's like how do i support my boo like yeah because my man is he's obsessing he's not eating he's he's like losing his way and saru pointed out you seem to be obsessed in
0: your own Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm.
1: with the loss of three crew members she's never had i mean she's had loss before but not in the captain's chair
0: exactly Uh,
1: and i think that that also ties back to the the first episode, which uh, President Karen um, called her out on, and and there was some, you know, there was some light to what she was saying. You know, you you've got to learn how to take the loss. But I think the way she she said it, it was kind of, you know, it was disrespectful. <laughs> it was disrespectful. And, versus and exactly versus this is this will happen, okay? And knowing you. You'll figure it out, but this will happen. This is not something that you, unfortunately, could avoid. Um, of course, we don't want to tap it to happen again, but it's it's inevitable. Yeah. It's just, how do you pick up the pieces afterwards, and how do you move forward? I really enjoyed that. We also get someone else back on the ship other than Saru. <laughs> Bryce is back. Hello. Hi, Bryce. How you doing? And he was contributing this episode. He had lines, girl. Yes. He's out here saving the day. He's like, oh,
0: yeah. Maybe if he just rides the wave. Oh, Oh, yeah. I used to do kite surf.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay. He got hobbies. Okay. The hobbies have turned. A hobby
0: that saved the the day. day. And I just was so happy for him. Now look, we had a big moment happen this episode, and it was the moment that we saw when they released that when they released that trailer, where they lost the, the gravity.
1: Uh mm-hmm. huh. And they're all just floating. i like, floating around, like oh wait. Yeah that that was that was a little scary. <laughs> yeah. I was like what was that? What killed it? Yeah, what killed it is there.
0: Michael's like Zora, when's artificial gravity gonna come back?
1: <laughs> Speaking of Zora, the computer is now named Zora, which I love. Uh, I'm hopefully after Zora Neil Hurston.
0: Yes, we're seeing more of that sphere data yeah. start to implement itself into, into the computer system. Yeah. yeah, and Saru's like Zora and she <laughs> I knew, to which but- Michael replies. Yeah, to which Michael replies, that's what she wants to be called. Picked her, ne- picked the name herself. And I think that is, again, something that they talk about in the short treks, which if you haven't seen the short trek, you guys, you can catch up on them. And there's an episode that talks about the discovery and the computer and we see how the computer evolves and just how sophisticated this go discovery's computer system becomes. And it's and that was a good episode. That was one of their best uh short track episodes. We saw this, we, we've been seeing hints of it, um, including with you know who the dot 23s man. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so cute and they're so useful. They do so much stuff in the background. Either they're cleaning something, they're repairing something.
1: We actually saw and one where um, Stan was, uh, was going to uh, help a uh, book on the ship. The Neuralink. Ho- yeah, yeah the Neuralink on the, with the hollow. And you see a little dot 23 cleaning the chair. Yeah, was it. it was so cute. It's like, yeah, thank you for disinfecting like, my chair. Oh, I appreciate it. We, can need, I some, we need one to, in real exactly. life. Exactly. Like, can you disinfect this uh, subway seat for me, Dow 23? Right. So I can, can you, get, you clean can my, you, my car.
0: Can you clean this? Yeah, can you clean my car, please? Thank you so much, can you scan this
1: for germs. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's got COVID. Um, Let me stay I... away. Okay, cool. <laughs> What? Look, I'm triple-vaxxed, flu vax, all that shit. I, I'm, I'm still staying away. Uh, <laughs> Scan that person. Oh, okay. You, no. Mm-hmm.
0: Erect stay away the from level me. T- erect the level 10 emergency quarantine force. Red alert. <laughs> stay away. You stay over there. I need at least three parsecs between us. Oh, no, wait. Six. Six par six, at least at least six, at least six par six. Not six feet, six par six people. Anyway,
1: <laughs> we also see. Um, we um Finally, get to see inside Captain Michael's quarters. Yo, that layout, ha- fire! I love that. I kind of want to do that for my room.
0: Their quarters is
1: big. I'm like, what? Cool. The but colors, is which is phenomenal.
0: The colors were were earthy, but also. Very afro Hendrick. So very, I don't it, know. It
1: was a vibe. It was definitely a vibe.
0: I don't know who the set designer is, but let me tell you something. That spread could be the living room for a lot of Black people.
1: I, I was waiting to see some incense. And <laughs> shine, like, yeah. That high, that high back wicker chair. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it right now. I can't. That everybody and their mama had in the 80s. 90s. I had one too. I got a photo with me as a baby in one. That
0: was all we did in the 80s and the 90s. It was a statement up until like 1995 where they were like, oh, that's it.
1: All right. You know what we did need in that? (laughs) Uh, A chair with some plastic on it. (laughs) Plastic. Not the not the plastic on the furniture. <laughs> you Got one no. chair on the sofa.
0: Yeah, I'm not going. to.
1: No. <laughs> we can't do that. No. Um, but yeah, we do see the hollow. Um, she's on the cliffs of Surak on what was Vulcan. What well,
0: was Vulcan. Yeah, now it's
1: Navarre. That was Navarre. It was beautiful. It it, it felt very uh serene, very comforting. That that looks. That seems like her zen mode. You know, she needed yeah. to calm down. And then, you know, Saru comes knocking. Hey, girl, you need some <laughs> you need some help? Yeah, which I I had thought
0: she was on the holodeck. I was like, I didn't know Disco had a holodeck. Nope, she was in her quarters. That's how they roll in the 32nd century. You don't need to go to the holodeck. The holodeck is your womb. Come see you. Uh, it's already like, here yeah yeah i was like okay i'm impressed i am impressed nice this is this is lovely this is lovely very good very good um <clears throat> yeah those were impressive quarters though that whole that whole layout man really nice i did like that yet again um we see it, it, I think it says something though about their friendship. The way her and Saru are having a very important discussion, but it's in her quarters. It's not the captain's ready room. It's not the conference room. They're not walking down a hallway. No, this was very, very intimate, personal. Yeah, this was a very intimate subject matter they were talking about because it came. What came up was talking about book. And how she was trying to to deal with this. And she specifically, you know, is like, I don't really know what to do. And that's when Saru says the 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 whole deal with how we all process grief differently and, and things like that. Um, and I just I just think that conversation happening in that setting mm-hmm. is 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 a lot it says it says a lot
1: Um, about their about about their friendship absolutely very close very intimate um to the point where i'm in your personal i'm in your personal space i'm in your comfort zone um and we can we can talk about those things which is very important do you think michael has an issue with allowing book to go on well this mission obviously is dangerous that he signs up for. Okay, he's going to go into the middle of this anomaly and try to get some data on how it's moving because it's it's constantly it's moving throughout um, the stars, as you said, <laughs> the stars. Um, but it's moving, and they can't seem to figure it out. So he's going to go into this mission, and, and Michael is quite hesitant um, about. Not letting him go, but having the man that she loves in danger again. And that, that he's not at his full, he's not got his full wits about him. He's definitely not on his A-game. Um, but he's the only one that can really operate the ship. I mean, they did offer Odile, you know, did say that Detmer could. But, eh, not to say that Detmer is not capable in doing her job and flying. Or navigating, but this is bookship. Also, I don't think anybody else can go on there with grudge. The queen is very sensitive <laughs> about other people being on the ship. Yo,
0: when um Stimitz rolled up and he was a hollow and she was like,
1: Rrr. like don't it's like, yeah, she can't smell
0: you. Ava. Yeah, he was like, Hollow's freaking out. She can't smell him, So she's not happy right now. (laughs) She let him know. Because he was like, like, He was like, Yeah, he was like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Nope. (laughs) Get a nice little mitten slap. Uh, Yeah, he, well, no, he might have got chomped. (laughs) That too. And even though he was the Hollow, he had the whole neural link. So I would imagine he was going to at least feel it. He wasn't going to have a physical scar, but he was going to feel it, boy, because she was ready. <laughs>
1: Queen is she, not impressed by you, sir.
0: She was not. Well, I mean, it's hard to impress cats anyway.
1: Exactly.
0: But Just speaking, speaking
1: of, yeah, I was going to say, you have a cat owner. Oh, yeah. She yeah. She don't care about nothing. <laughs> Just feed me, give me my water, clean my, my thing. Clean the box, give me my treats, and give me my head rubs, and we good. And even when like I want to be affectionate, sometimes with her, she's like, "Ugh, I don't want you to, bother. don't bother me." Like I, could, I if she could speak, she'd be cursing me out every day. Damn, I know it. But anyway, and
0: y'all, and y'all wonder why I'm a dog person. Anyway,
1: <laughs> you know what di- I dogs did enjoy. Oh yeah, dogs. Are, they have, they have their. They have. They have their moments too, though. Sometimes they do. you're like exactly. Animals yeah. in general, they have different senses than we do. They read people. They read situations, totally different than we do. That's why you. Yeah. That's why book was like I should have trusted the birds. I should have. I should have, and I didn't, because yeah. um, he yeah, knew something they was were
0: wrong. In his... Yeah, they were in a state of like they were like in a free fall. Yeah,
1: so, they were like panic, and then they were like stuck in in the air. Yeah, that's why you know I'll, I'll tell you the story later. It was uh, an earthquake years ago that I kind of left my friends <laughs> in. Um, it was a mini earthquake, but I knew it was happening. But trust, always trust your gut. <laughs> yeah, like and he, and that is something that he's he's grappling with. Literary references in this episode as well. Uh, Stamets, when he was trying to explain this binary black hole and the changes it was having, he said uh, "curiouser and curiouser," which uh, took me to Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's cute." They they introduced that. Also, we've got some improvement in Nielsen's wig. It it was improved. It was yes. it was sitting properly. Okay, it wasn't like all the way back off of her forehead. It was actually it silly, like right? it was it styled. Better. Yeah, it was styled I was a little like, like, well, bit. Well done. I still don't like it, but it's an improvement. Uh, exactly, it was an improvement from last week's episode. Also, when are we ever going to get her first name? Nope. I don't think so. Come on, we know everybody else's first name her. Think so it's ridiculous, unreal.
0: Um. Mm,
1: yeah. Anything? Oh, Stamets. He tried to get cute with Michael. <laughs> tried to get cute. And Colber. And Colber gave him the side eye like, I really like, didn't... don't, don't do this now, <laughs> husband. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that really was a spouse moment where he was like, "Sweetie, I love you, but don't, don't do this now."
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> "You want? You might as well blow me out of an airlock." And then goes, "Too soon." <laughs>
0: Yes. What you think, dude? Yes, too soon. You were mad, disrespectful to that woman during that whole situation. Take all the seats. Better yet, just yeah, get in your chair and get ready to do the neural link. All right, cause Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: sat down. Sat, sat down. Out. He was a mess. Um, uh, but we, yeah. we definitely need uh I think we all need a Cobra in our lives just to tell us how we are about ourselves and in a way if,
0: that's loving and gentle, exactly,
1: um, and also definitely for some inspiration, cause, man, his talks, I'd be sitting there like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right, sir? You just right? you just lifted me up. Thank you very much,
0: exactly, which uh, we've had Mr. Wilson Cruz on our show before, so that again. You yeah, we're hoping. Um, so that, that's kind of who he. That's kind of who Wilson is in in real life. Real life,
1: exactly. Um, we're gonna put that into the universe. We're gonna manifest that that we have Mr. Cruz back on our show. Coming back, yes. Um, yes. For our second year, be great.
0: It would be great. <laughs> um. So. We see the, going back to the Neuralink, we see Stamets, you know, his interaction with Book. And Book is like, don't sit here and try and psychoanalyze me and try and be my friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely
1: some tension
0: there. And I think it's it's interesting what Stamets tells him later. As they're, you know, collecting the data and they're trying to get back and, you know, Stamance is just like, I just look at you and I just know, because the book was like, I used the, the, um, I did the jump. With the spore drive, you know,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, the with the spore drive and, you know, it's your ego or whatever, which. We're talking about statements here, and it very well could have been him and his ego bruised a little bit, but it turns out that wasn't it. And he tells the book, he was like, yeah, I I see you as the, the person who saved my family. And now with this situation, knowing that your family is gone and there wasn't anything that any of us could do, I feel bad about that. And so it was um, a side of statements that we don't really see. A side that's a bit more insightful. And yeah, he's had personal growth. We call that growth. Growth. <laughs> growth. Yeah. Y'all he know. He finally
1: what he finally admitted that he was wrong. And the way yeah. he the way he lashes out at people, you know, the way he's lashed out at Michael, the way he's lashed out at, at Book, is because. He, Of things he was afraid of or things that he could not accomplish. And like you mentioned, saving his family, you know, that's the most important thing to him is saving his family. And he was unable to do so. And that festered in him. And unfortunately he was projecting. And so he apologized to book, which I was like, thank you. Now, (laughs) now we can, we cool now? We good. Okay, good. (laughs) Right. And I think
0: having that as motivation should be good for him because without the without the churning I don't think he would have had a full understanding of trying to of what this would would have been like for book so now they have that connection between them with trying to have that little extra bit of motivation to try and get this done Oh, try and figure this out which back to what this is and their theory is that this is binary black holes that are just moving around
1: which is insane because I mean that th- they would change their tra- its trajectory like and it's it's like how do you how do you prepare for something like that you. Well,
0: well, we hear at the end of the episode, the big reveal where Tilly's like, we can't predict where it's going. And it was like, so what the hell? We sent Book and
1: Neuralink, Stamets, and Grudge to the middle of that thing. N- nearly died. Damn. Thank a, you. It, it's a rogue anomaly, which happens to look like an eye. If Remember when it pulled out at the end of the it episode? Is. It looked like an eye.
0: It looked like it. Exactly. I'm like, is this... In the middle of something else, like what's, what's, what's really going on here? What what is seriously going on with this whole roving binary black hole deal that they're um, doing? And it's some theories out there already, and a couple people are like, "If this thing is man made, this is a cheap shot." And I'm like, eh, "Is it though?" When you consider what's going on.
1: Uh Um,
0: The burn has been figured out, right? And so it's very possible that there are some nefarious forces at play here that don't want to see a a unified federation, don't want to see there, don't want there to be um, a lot of uh, cooperation and things like that between Different groups of people. They they don't want the world to come together. They don't want the universe. So why the universe not just swallow together. them whole
1: and, and destroy it? Why not
0: destroy it, everything? Everything. Every no not everything. Everything. <laughs> okay. Emphasis. There we go. Exactly. I, which I I don't know. That's um. It's hard to say what this could possibly be I don't really have any theories that no one's come up with again i've I've seen some mention that it might be from another dimension which would be interesting yes um and that would really that you have to wonder if anything with the temporal accords would pop up with that interesting
1: or it- could this anomaly be a result of solving the burns problem? Uh, like when you solve one problem and another one services. Okay, we 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 treated this illness, but something else pops up. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> we we've got more stuff to deal with. But um It's it's the side effects.
0: It's the, the effect. residuals, it's the yeah, it's the continuation of problematic burn burn i i I really don't know but the writers have been fairly creative these last you know three seasons so they've they've come up with something and they've raised the stakes super high this season with this anomaly deal and i'm like if you guys are doing this in season four what are you gonna do down the road? Cause man, like this is this is uh this is the end all, <laughs> you know. This is- it doesn't it, it doesn't it feel like I mean pretty sure Disco's gonna have a season five, but it this is like some last season big implications type feel to it to me. Um, yeah, yeah, and so I'm just like, huh. What could this possibly be? And we we don't know. We were left with um a lot of questions. Not very many questions were answered in terms of this anomaly. And roving binary black holes is something I would have never came up with.
1: Uh-uh. No. Especially being that big.
0: Yeah. You like know. excuse me. But how but how how many times have we seen or a rogue anomaly wreak havoc.
1: Crystalline entity, We need to call in, entity, we need to call in uh, some reinforcements here. We need For help. real.
0: Help. You know, it, it reminds me of the Crystalline entity and how that thing was just mad. <laughs> that thing was mad disrespectful everywhere it went. It's just like, I'm just gonna destroy this and I'm gonna, you know, destroy that and I'm gonna blow up this. Crystalline entity did not care. It's like the honey badger of Star Trek Universe. Okay, I'm just gonna seek out and destroy. I'm right. gonna do what I want. Hey, you can't stop me. So I don't know. What do you what do you think they are gonna try to do in terms of stopping it?
1: Well, definitely we're gonna see some some action on Navarre. Um Definitely need some outside counsel on how to to deal with this matter. I'm I'm hoping we don't lose anybody else <laughs> on uh, on discovery or in the show because uh, it's it's been looking pretty pretty damn and drastic and emotional.
0: Um, it's grim. It's been grim. You know, they, they got a bit of a body count of some key people and it's like serious. Can like, you not? Y'all gonna keep gutting us? But yeah, don't gut us again this season, don't y'all dare. Cause for a minute, don't lift like, us up and
1: then bring us down now. Right?
0: Because <laughs> for a minute, mom, I was giving the side I I eye booking that, yeah, booking that entity, and how he just wasn't truly focused and man goodness gracious don't give us
1: high spirits and then, then yank out the rug you know what i'm saying but um definitely going to get some hopefully some help from outside sources hopefully we get to see some other worlds um and some other contributions from that round table that we saw but definitely going to see some more interaction with the president karen <laughs> president <laughs> black uh, you know she thinks she know it all but it's alright it's cool
0: that's that Cardassian arrogance
1: damn it's
0: annoying Yeah, um, uh, Cardassian arrogance right there like that's she's the epitome of it cause that's their hallmark. like okay just real quick we all know every species in Star Trek has their hallmark or signature personality trait that seems to be prevalent within the species so you know you have the Vulcans with their logic you have the humans with their stubbornness and their emotions uh everyone talks about how treacherous the Romulans are <laughs> and then you have the Cardassians who rolled up mad arrogant like yeah
1: I yeah. run this. Like, uh, no, you need to back up. No, you don't. You need to sit down. Uh, uh, so, sit down, man. I don't know. Did you see the trailer for episode three? Because for some reason, Paramount Plus likes to uh, eliminate that at the end of the episode, which is disrespectful. But anyway, thank you, YouTube. So dis- so disrespectful. Um, episode three, ready, I, I believe, is going to be called Choose to Live, and we see the Kwat Again, the nuns battle nuns. We see some action between Colber and Adira. Some looks like uh, some sentimental moments there. We see Tilly and Saru. Hopefully, some guidance uh, for Tilly. So this should be interesting. So we've got you know little subplots, and then we got the big plot. Yeah. Save, save save the worlds, and then we got to deal with other nonsense on on the inside. Right. Which
0: I thought it was really cool, though, just to, to backtrack a little bit with Colbert there on the bridge. And then yes. Michael just turned to him for his medical console. And he's like, I can't tell you if he's under stress or if something is going on with him and his grief. And it was the latter and cuz he tells Mark, he was like now might be a good time for you to reach out to him oh i love and that i like book. the bubble yeah that was so the cool. bubble i was like oh can i get man? a private chat this is the. this is a yeah <laughs> it like- was a, that's basically what it was. It was a 32nd century DM. She took him off main. T- she took him off main Twitter and was like, look, sweetie, um
1: this is me I love you,
0: you. But yeah, I-, I need you to to, you know, come back to me. Okay. <laughs> this is to the sound of my voice. My voice.
1: Come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. But no, good Janet Jackson down.
0: song by the way but he mm. did at the end it oh, was so down.
1: sad
0: it was so sad for that especially man, the, that he, he kept
1: be- seeing his nephew and talking about this was like a, a rebirth for him to reconnect with his brother and things that he yeah. left behind and that his nephew was the future and that he would do better this time um and it got snatched away from him and uh, you get, you know, he breaks down, but she's there to comfort him and as much as she can, which was a very touching moment. It was, and it was an important moment, especially,
0: you know, in terms of the representation that we see, not just of Black love, but of Black men. And mm-hmm. once again, we have, it's, that moment was so important because we have a, a black man. It's not very long that we see him crying, but we have a black man on screen, crying, being emotional, being vulnerable, and turning to his lady for support, which she readily gives him. And that says so much, not just about you know black men, but always, but also you know black wom- women. Because we're always demanding and don't support our men and
1: all the, other,
0: yeah, all the other garbage that's said about us when it comes to relationships. But that's not true. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's not even like that. And so that was very important for the both of them. He, him allowing himself to be vulnerable. And her saying it's okay. I got you. I, I got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Whatever yeah, you need. I got, need. You. I got, you. I got yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's she's there willingly, and she what she kind of encouraged. She was like when the when the episode opens up, she's like trying to talk to him and coax him, and she gets the 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 message. You know, Captain Burnham. There's someone here. And she's like, can it wait. And he's like, no, you need to go. And she didn't want to leave. Uh-uh. She's like, she's she wanted to be there to console him, but duty calls. He would, yeah, duty calls. But he also wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling having no. her there. he was like, no,
1: he was like, now you can go. You need to leave. Yeah, <laughs> you need to leave. Like, okay. You know what? I'm gonna let you. But I'll I'll be here. Don't worry. Yeah. If you
0: need anything, Yeah, she told us she was like, "I'll be back to check on you in a while," because I know you might you might need something, but I'm gonna give you space. I'm
1: gonna give you. And space.
0: you're right. Duty does call. Yeah, duty does call. So I think um, I think this is gonna grow their relationship significantly because when you go through grief that really separates people in a very particular way in your life. Uh-huh. And that's when you kind of get an idea of what they're about. They're yeah. Absolutely. That's true. When you're yeah. at your
1: lowest, you figure out who people are. Trust me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you gonna yeah. <laughs> they say adversity reveals character will shoot. Seeing, you know how other people deal with you when you're not that great that reveals their character exactly are they gonna run those...
1: or are yeah. they gonna take a quick step back i'm like it's all right but i'm right here don't worry about it yeah
0: because some people they're like oh no i'm not dealing with you i'm not you, dealing bro. with you whatever I'm it right. is you got going on i i can't help deal me. with it Sorry, I'm I'm a, i'll be able to am yeah.
1: exactly and i'm glad that as a group, and I would just say this on a personal level, that we came together under adversity. And we we all have our our issues uh, in our lives that we deal with, but I'm glad that you know we have that connection, even though it's fresh and new, that we're able to be like, don't worry about it, we're here if you need us. And I, I appreciate y'all on a, that's on a personal level, uh, Black Alert. Crew members, I appreciate y'all, and you know, whenever y'all anybody goes through anything, I'm I'm a sap. I'm an emotional person, so I know I tend to want to care for everybody but myself. (laughs) But yeah, I I feel that between all of us and and between uh, this little crew we have on Discovery, and they're so cute. That's why I love them so much because I see them as what I would be. That I that I want the world to be a
0: family. Yeah, their family. And it's funny because we've seen this time and again with the cast because you see how the cast kind of interacts with each other a little bit on Uh on the social media. And it it just says something about how special Star Trek is, because let me tell you something. You see the celebrities get together, you know, at the conventions and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just something about being in the franchise. And they all tell the newbies, like, you're in for something that is wholly unique. And be ready for the fans because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fans, we serious. We serious about this franchise. But anyway, um, I think the closeness we see on screen is a reflection of the closeness they probably have off screen, too. Absolutely. Because, I mean, think about it, you're filming, well, COVID and precautions, I think filming went from like, I want to say filming for disco happened for like two months or three, but it was stretched out to like four or five with COVID.
1: Uh-huh. So,
0: you know, you you're working with these people for weeks on end,
1: hours, you know. and hours at a time. Yeah, you, know, you got like there's definitely that connection, and you could tell just by yeah. the cast and and the crew that it's a loving, um, it's a family. We're a community. Yeah. We're a family, and it's it's definitely something special. It is, and I just a,
0: interesting fact too. They was they were showing. Um, on Twitter, someone mentioned that when they filmed the the anti gravity scenes, they uh-huh. did that a few weeks after Sanique gave birth. But Check. at least they didn't have to play hot the pregnancy.
1: <laughs> Look with half, with half the screen cut off at the at the at the waist.
0: Lord. <laughs> We got that twice in Star Trek. And it's always I, interesting because the overcoats come out and you're like, Oh no. Either the, that or, you know, the the, the, the,
1: the, it cuts off at the breast, and it's like, come on, man. We, all right, fine. We know, but we know fine. what's happening. Trust me. We know we got nothing but sleuths all over the internet. We know your personal lives <laughs> for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's funny how they, they deal with that. But gracefully, I like it.
0: Yeah, and the pyro, what's with the flamethrowers at eye level? And the, I'm like, wait a minute, why are there flamethrowers in the bulkheads on this ship that just spewed out? I'm like, somebody's gonna get burnt. Somebody, I'm waiting for a story to surface. That someone on
1: disco lost their eyebrows, cause man, uh-huh. like, uh yeah, we got a little got a little singe. Yeah, we got, we got a lot it, of hairspray on there. still <laughs> Oh my god, Nelson, don't let the don't let the wigs get burnt on the show, please. <laughs> no, we don't need any kind of accidents. Please. Well,
0: her wig can go, but just not on her head. You can put it on the floor and burn.
1: Uh,
0: anyway, I, I just think it's interesting placement um, for those flamethrowers for the shits it's fucked up jeez. on the fridge <laughs> special effects, man. Come on, uh, yeah, and it, it's not a, it's not a quick little. They have that going it's for extensive. a good twenty seconds. Yeah, it's extensive. I'm like, wait a minute, who's controlling this? Somebody, y'all the pyrotechnics
1: uh, department.
0: <laughs> the spe- yeah, whoever the pyrotechnician is in the special effects department, rein them in a little bit. <laughs> from pressing yeah. the button like, yeah,
1: <laughs> fire, fire, fire! All right, cut it out. We need to get out of here. Take us out. Uh, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Um, shout out to my mama because that Ooh. Thanksgiving dinner was. Popping, like I said, I'm grateful for all of you for the community that we have on the Twitterverse on the Bird app. True friendship definitely arises, you know, when people are like you said, there for you. And uh, yeah, shout out to anyone who's not feeling themselves lately, but still pushing forward. Please do. You are important, um, and you're. You're valued and loved. Shout out to small businesses. Even Small Business Saturday was yesterday, but continue to support small businesses and out there. Um yeah, I'm I'm good to I'm good this week. Nice. Um
0: let's see I want to shout out uh two people. Um Chris. Crystal, Crystal, I forgot you're at, (laughs) I can't remember it right now, but her along with Heather, and Heather is at Batless Birthday. two of them have been really outspoken this past week. For those of you who don't know, there's been some, yeah, there's been some ugliness with what's been happening with the fandom because of... Sonequa Martin-Green and her character, Burnham, and the history behind it, I won't get into it, but I just want to say I really appreciate them uplifting their voices and speaking out about what's been going on in the fandom. So, you know, because if you guys aren't going to listen to Black women, maybe you will listen to the white women telling you to listen to Black women, which is what they've been doing. They've been saying, hey, um, you know, fans, especially Black women fans in the fandom, have been saying some very important things and that this this is an issue and no one's listening. You need to listen to them because they're not wrong. And
1: I really appreciate the two of them for that. Um, Absolutely. And then no one is above criticism. Uh, yeah. But just to constantly berate and spam people on the internet with nonsense and 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 racism and bigotry is is it is it's not star trek it's not star trek it's it's really you're a punk to be honest yeah um you you missed the point of
0: if you're doing that and you call yourself a star trek fan you missed the point of star trek which most of these people don't listen to our podcast but that's fine um
1: that's their prerogative but whatever
0: it is It's their prerogative. You ain't got to listen to us. But thank you so much, Krista and and Heather. Um, And others. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and it's it's been some others. Um, But I follow them both on Twitter and they've been the most outspoken this week. Absolutely. uh, About what it is that needs to be said. So thank you, ladies, both. I really appreciate that.
1: And shout out to whoever at Viacom or Paramount Plus or whoever fixed the issue with for the international fans because whoever yeah. whoever tried to fumble that bag, don't you ever do that again.
0: Yeah, somebody idiotic.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that you know the cast and crew were very vocal about trying to help the fans out and, and and getting this uh ordeal fixed not just for a podcast standpoint because obviously we, we're, we're content creators but look we want to enjoy everybody wants to enjoy Star Trek and you know when you cut off when you cut off a fan base, how does that look? that looks absolutely ridiculous. So I'm yes. glad to whoever spoke yeah. to the powers that be to fix this problem. I've got a lot of other problems to tackle. But we can't talk all about that today. Definitely hit us up on social media and uh, we'll be happy to discuss it. Uh, Black Alert Pod. Dre Topia. Velvet 214. I am always available mostly. Uh, you know, Dre takes a night shift. <laughs> I am I, do. I am knocked out by the time I you are fully
0: awake. Yeah, it's, so. look, it, I can't. It, it's my schedule. Plus, I'm, I'm West Coast, and, and 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 it's my schedule. So imagine if I was still in Hawaii.
1: Ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, this is another episode. Stay tuned. We'll have a lot coming up soon. Um, thank you for tuning in. Peace out. Keep on tracking.